Welcome to the You Dad Me Hello podcast. This is RJ. I tried to be serious, yeah. uh, but I'm joined by Andy and Mike. This is season two, episode 358. <laughs> this is the top female pop songs of the 80s. I'm very excited about this for real. Um, I hadn't realized how much I love 80s music until uh, we thought we were going to do the top 80s overall, and we realized there are 650 songs <laughs> that should be on this list. So mm-hmm. um, we dwindled it down to uh, the top female pop songs, and then we dwindled it even further down to the top 16. So we're here today. How are you guys doing? Good. I, I don't know how we got to 16, honestly. Um, I think our all three of our lists combined, we had over 100. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to get down to to sixteen, it was a very very tough uh, thing to do. Yeah, the uh, lists were extremely different though. So I mm-hmm. think that's why we only ended up with sixteen because everyone had such diverse lists. Yeah. Um, so it made delineation just to get to the final sixteen um, like a whole day affair for some reason. <laughs> Damn, you're, you're, hit, you're you're hitting out words. I got to get my dictionary for. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank I'm you for fired. joining us live. If you're joining us live, I know I'm excited. I've been waiting all week for this. Um, I'm really excited about the topic. It's been awesome listening to the music in the car um, and with the kids and such. Um, there's been so many songs that the kids actually know um, but didn't realize they were covers. Uh, you know, for instance, True Colors, uh, which is not on this list, um, was uh, by Cindy Lauper, was on Trolls. Yep. Manic Monday was another song that I listened to quite a bit with the kids. So, Girls Just Want to Have Fun uh, was another one. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I think everybody else is. We got actually a lot of talk on our uh, socials about it and people getting excited. So uh, that's good. Right now, we've already got uh, a good amount of people joining live. So feel free to comment uh, and all that. How's your week's going, guys? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a stressful week over here. I had about $600 of work done on my car the other day. Um, but it allowed me to finish my list for the podcast, so that wasn't so bad. <laughs> There's always a positive. Always a positive. So this is a six hundred dollar show, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um please sponsor us. <laughs> Shout out to Mary Lou. Hi to you as well. You have power back, or are you just watching without power? That's my I don't think that's, that's possible. Mother. Yeah, I don't well, if she's watching on her phone. I, I can't wait for her. For when we could do family parties again, so I can stick more spoons, plastic spoons, and forks <laughs> into her, her bag. <laughs> it's been a crazy week for me too. I had a uh, my wife had a baby two weeks ago, um, so we have been uh, not sleeping a ton. Uh, her probably not sleeping more than me, um, but she did let me sleep in completely last night uh, through the whole night. Uh, it was my first day back to work today, so I had to travel from the bed uh, to the desk. <laughs> And uh, it was a very long day. Um, but anyways, um, anything Last else you guys you want to share before we get into the uh, pod- uh, podcast? No, I'm too excited. I'm, I'm way too excited for this topic. I didn't think I was going to be. Like, we, we've always talked about just doing 90s till now. And so the fact that we were like, let's do 80s, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then when we started coming up with these lists, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be fun. So, Yeah. I'm ready yeah, to get into it's it. funny. I, I think I was really shocked at how much I really like 80s music. I mean, I always, you know, I knew I did, but just being able to sit down and um, see it, it's like, wow. So I made a playlist. I got an 80s mixtape on my Spotify list now. It's got like nine and a half hours worth of music. Um, yep. But yeah, it's uh, it's Pocket exciting. Full of forks. 
you should record that you should record that to an actual cassette tape and then uh have your kids guess what it is <laughs> that is true that is true um well let's take a look at the bracket that i did not share on my screen so i'll just waste a few seconds here while i bring it up <laughs> but here it is boom the top 80s female pop songs we got a ton of stuff on this you've probably seen it on the socials before uh, so that you guys can uh, actually play along. Uh, thank you, by the way, to Kevin and Lori uh, for saying congratulations. Uh, yes, we have a baby. She's awesome. It is our fourth child. Um, I don't know why we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, let's do it. I'm glad your power is back, Dennis, by the way. Um, oh, shoot, Dennis. Yeah. Take the power back. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, we should probably just get right into it. If I can figure out again how to share my screen, well, it's only uh, been a week. Man. He's not saving at all. I, so. I have a, That's true. <laughs> I also have a new keyboard and a mouse, so I'm pretty excited. Oh. But um, it's not you're very compatible. By, you're surprised by Mac. somebody who was like, "Oh, yesterday this happened." I'm like, "That was literally four days ago." <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> dude? So get this before we get into it. Actually. Um, so I am, I, I'm, I'm forgetting everything. And I spent five hours looking for my wallet the other day. And, um, my, my wife for my birthday, it was my birthday yesterday, by the way. Um, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, happy yeah. yeah. Um, and my wife got me for a present, um, these like stickers that you put on your wallet and on your phone and on your keys that ring when you lose them so i now have that so i i feel a bit old but i definitely need them so i'm not gonna well i shipped out some orthopedic shoes and a cane to you too, so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh anyways let's get right to it uh the first one is push it by salt and pepper versus straight up by paula abdul what are y'all thinking ah push it <laughs> 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 is that is that your choice or you just wanted to say that into the microphone? That is my choice. <laughs> um yeah, I think I have to agree. I think I have to agree with you. You know, I I do like Straight Up by Paula Abdul. However, I can't separate 80s Paula Abdul from crazy American Idol Paula Abdul. Um, yeah. and so it's really hard. Um, so I am going to go with push it as well. So it's a, it's a three way for push it. I, uh, yeah. I, f I feel like push it's more iconic also than, um, uh, than straight up. I mean, I don't maybe, know. I, I don't maybe. know. It's just my opinion yeah. and, and it I, doesn't matter, but I mean, push it has, <laughs> I think it matters one third. <laughs> push it is definitely still something that, um, is kind of pushing to the, I guess, mainstream. Like they just did a commercial, um to a few years ago so it's still it's still out there and everybody remembers the ah, push it even though that's not <laughs> originally from them no it's uh, not. which we'll, we'll talk about after but um yeah I'm, I'm with rj uh straight up is is definitely a a great song which is why she's, you know it's on the top 16 paul abdul had a lot of hits um you know in in the late 80s uh, and it was very deserving of being on this list. Um, and Mike, I know you wanted to share a little bit about about this song, so I'll let you. Yeah, so I guess, you know, this was kind of her breakout hit, right? This came out in 88. Um, 
and I guess her mom found this song. Uh, she had a friend that was uh, shopping around some demos. Uh, he was a songwriter. Um, but the the version that he had given them uh, was so bad they were they were like laughing so hard they were crying at how <laughs> bad it was. Um, but she still, you know, she still liked the song. So she went ahead um, and she recorded a, a, a demo and it ended up on the radio unbeknownst to her when her friend called her and said, hey, someone by the name Paul Abdul has a song out uh, and it sold like, you know, it sold a million copies in like 10 days or something. Um, so it was like an overnight success. It was absolutely huge. Um, and uh, her demo was recorded in a bathroom. Um, and if, if you if you do some research on it, apparently, uh, if you can uh, get a hold of the masters, you can hear someone in the background uh, in the apartment next door yelling, shut up. <laughs> she's recording this song. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I definitely, I definitely want to hear that. That's <laughs> yeah. It's got to be on the internet somewhere. Yeah, everything's but, on the internet. Yeah, but this huge smash hit for her. Like she, she like swept the '89 MTV Music Awards, best female video, best editing, best choreography, and best dance video. So she kind of, she had it all there. You know, dancing was you know something that she was very well known for and still is. So. Nice. All right. Well, Push It by Salt and Pepper is moving on. Um, and next up, we have what? A, oh, it's actually a battle of the hearts. What about love by Heart and Alone by Heart? And, and not just, planned, by the way. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, we we don't manually make these brackets. These are randomly generated. So uh, we didn't know these song, two songs were going to be up against each other uh, in the bracket. So this yeah. makes things interesting. Oh, what yeah. do you guys think today? Uh, for me, it's "What About Love." All right. I, I not, not, not the song. I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, we're related. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say "Alone," uh, just like my wife did. Um, I don't know. Yeah, They're, they are kind of similar ballady songs. Mm. Um, I, I agree with the way. I think, yeah, I, I think Alone has a, a stronger chorus. Yeah, I, I think I am actually going to go with Alone as well. Um, what About Love's good. It's, you know, I know I, I like that part, you know, the What About Love? Um, but Alone alone does it for me a little bit more. It looks like a lot of people are agreeing with this as well. Uh, alone seems to be the, the the winner here. Sorry, Lori. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, and... Um... Uh, like I said, they're very, like you said, Mike, you know, they're very close to each other, the, the same kind of style. So uh, it was kind of more of a, obviously it's, everything's about preference, but um, what about love? You know, let's talk about that. Not originally their song. No. So this was, was a song by a Canadian group called Toronto, um, which apparently was never released until what? Recently, uh, 2002. Was no, the original title uh, "What About Love" e? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it sounds—I don't know if you if you listen to it—it it sounds pretty much the same. Um, like there, usually when someone is um, adapting a version of a song, there's some sort of uh, difference to it. Um, this is pretty spot on, and actually, the Toronto version, um, a lot of people prefer. Uh, if you look at like the comments on YouTube, they're like. 
we like this one. Um, the, the lead singer of the group uh, has a fantastic voice. Uh, so if you want to do some digging, go go search for that song on, on YouTube and, and take a listen. It's, it's really good. Um, but yeah, like I said, never made it out anywhere. And then I guess they kind of stumbled into this track and it was given to them to, to do and they turned it into a hit. Yeah, it was their comeback hit because they hadn't had a... Um... They hadn't had a hit song since um i think the the late the 70s. 70s yeah um so it was their first song on their new label um and uh surprisingly it got a little airplay um but then all of a sudden it it you know the original um got some airplay but when the the heart version came out um it kind of just blew up it was kind of crazy and uh then they had multiple hits from that record so it kind of brought them back to the mainstream kevin i just want to um let you know how do i get you alone that's what we're talking about right there. uh sorry just was, hum it. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes that was that was for you kevin alone um but alone is moving on uh what about love has has uh, left uh the track uh, i apologize for that terrible rendition of that song yeah. Uh, we have a new track <laughs> dropping tomorrow, and uh, like it's that. better better than the rendition I just did now. Blame it on the seven donuts that you ate before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mini donuts. Let's not get it carried away. Seven and Wilson <laughs> will also be there in about ten minutes to collect our royalties and uh, probably punch you. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up we've got "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. And listen to your heart by Roxette. This is a battle of, of very different kinds of songs here. Yeah. Uh, very upbeat. I want to dance with somebody. It's a great song. Listen to your heart, um, man. Uh, such a good ballad. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you guys think, Mike? I, I was going to say I'm not necessarily a, a huge fan of either of these songs, so really? I might I might sit out this choice to see what you guys say. Okay. Well, I mean. I feel like listen to your heart for me is just a little bit more, a little bit more my style. Um, I, I like, I like the song a lot. Um, you know, for people, Roxette, I, I don't listen to them. Otherwise uh, they were a Swedish uh, music duo, um, but I, I'm just not, I'm not into them, but listen to your heart was, was really big. Um, and I think they even came out with a bunch of versions of it uh, later um but uh listen to your heart's my my choice yeah i'm gonna agree with you even though whitney houston is an icon um there's just something different about listen to your heart that you, you get it right here where's your heart is it on this oh the chat is not agreeing with us uh no it does seem as though i want to dance with somebody is oh, uh, let you guys down already yeah well oh, our viewership will drop to zero in about 30 <laughs> seconds there's literally too many comments for me to continue to put up <laughs> well they're all the they're all the same so if you just want to read their names uh, <laughs> well timothy agrees uh, listen to your heart thank you um you know, I feel torn now. I feel like I need to change my nope, vote. No, we're, we're sticking uh, on it. We got to stay. That's not how this works, man. I, yeah. You're right. But I also believe in peer pressure. I know. Um, you definitely do. <laughs> so um, what does that mean? <laughs> so I want to dance with somebody. Uh, Let's talk as, about it. Let, yeah. So it's it's a huge song. But when it first came out, nobody liked it. 
uh, critics panned it. Um, one critic had even said, um, I'm sorry, not a critic, a, a producer, the producer. Of a previous Whitney Houston song said it sounded like a country and Western song. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounded too country and Western, which I don't understand where that frame of reference even comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they, they also said it sounded too similar to her previous hit, How Will I Know? Uh, which mm. was kind of the main criticism. How well I know. That's Listen, that that was the that was the style. Um, yeah, that was her know, style too. Yeah. yeah, like you hear a lot of these um, dancey pop songs in the '80s, and they all kind of sound similar. They all had um, like drum machines that were used. You know, kind of evolved into into using drum machines, which takes me into Andy's trivia about drum machines. <laughs> Um, I don't have a so, cool banner for that. Yeah, do we have oh, a I? the more you know thing? That we can do? <laughs> so this song was the drums were used with a Roland TR eight hundred eight. So the eight hundred eight is a is a drum machine um, that is very popular um, from the eighties till till now. Um, actually, late seventies uh, if you think about it. So. Um, Oh, you know, other that. tracks where it was used, uh, Marvin Gaye, Sexual Healing, uh, Planet Rock, Africa Bambata, and the Soul Sonic Force. And 808s are the really core sound behind a lot of hip-hop songs, um, specifically more of the, the 808 bass, um, Run DMC, Beast, LL Cool Beastie J. Boys. Yeah. You know, basically anybody who is anybody you know, late 80s, early 90s in, in hip-hop used that. Kanye West made an entire album, 808s and Heartbreaks, based off of using that drum machine. Um, so it is still wildly popular. Even now when I'm looking for sounds, um, I look for the, you know, sometimes I look for the 808s because it's such a um, an iconic type of sound. So there's round one of Andy's drum machine <laughs> trivia. My, my electronic drum kit has a preset just called 808s. Mm -hmm. So that, that tells you something. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, hey, moving on, we've got uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler versus Like a Virgin by Madonna. I feel like this one's going to get uh, interesting because I was already talking to Tina about what my choice was going to be, and she was like, no. Um uh yeah it's um it's no no brainer for me. First off, I'm going to I'm going to start with I love Madonna. I think Madonna we could probably do a top 16 Madonna songs. Um mm -hmm. and number 1 would be This Used to Be My Playground cuz it's an amazing song. But anyways, uh I digress. Uh <laughs> Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. It's such a powerful song. Um she has another song uh that I really really like called I Need a Hero. Uh, which is really, really good. Uh, my One of my favorite bands in the entire world, Emery, uh, redid it, and it's amazing. If you ever want to hear Screaming, I Need a Hero, it's great. Uh, but going back to Total Eclipse of the Heart, um, it's just, it's a great song. Um, I really, really like it. Um, so that's my vote. <laughs> great description. That was a long and drawn out decision, but I liked it. I hate you both. Um, the video for Total Eclipse of the Heart is very strange. Uh, I watched it a couple of times again recently. It's it's, it's uh, very 80s. it's super eighties. Um, and and I and I know we don't usually throw facts or anything up <laughs> until uh, afterwards, 
but I had, I really had to laugh because I was reading some of the comments and uh, one of the, <laughs> some of the top comments um, were scientific fact. There were far more wind in the eighties than there is today. Totally. <laughs> uh, second favorite comment of mine, the dislikes are people who didn't turn around. Um, and, and then my favorite, uh, somebody heard the song and said, we need ninjas in this video. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'll agree with you. Total Eclipse of the Heart is, um, is a much more powerful song. Oh man, I would have, I would have went with like a virgin, um, but that's okay. I'm not mad at anybody. Is that song just here. close to home for you? I, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna find my notes on this. <laughs> I'm really happy to see so many Emery fans. By the way, in this chat, we are doing well in our choice of fans. Um, it's two people that understood Emery. Mm. If you haven't, look up Emery, uh, holding out for a hero. Amazing, amazing cover. Yeah, and then uh, please tag Emery, uh, send them our podcast, and maybe they'll yes. sponsor us. Oh, my yeah. word. They could be on the show. <laughs> we'll, let, so we'll let them win the top 80s female pop vocalist yeah. if they come on the show. Yeah, yeah. yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Like a Virgin by Madonna. Let's. Um, it was written by Tom Kelly and Billy Steinberg, uh, and they were basically hit makers. Uh, they did uh, True Colors, Eternal Flame, even I Touch Myself. Uh, so wide range of, of songs. Alone um, from Heart was what? actually the the original version of Alone was uh, from their band I Ten. Yes, yes. Yeah. Way to take a fact away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it sounded like you were done. Naming songs. No, I was going to talk about that with Alone, because uh, their names are, are probably going to come up a few times. Um, so the title kind of can draw people away, because, you know, what they, they think it's about, when really it's, it's, it's not about that. It's kind of starting over new. Um, but she ran with it. Uh, I think everybody remember, remembers her performance with MTV um, Music Awards, and it was a very... Uh, racy uh, type of type of performance that left uh, some critics in, in, in a bad way, and but it was a very pivotal moment, uh, especially for her and her career, and um, for the music awards too. I mean, I think everybody kind of flocked to the to see yeah. that. Um, yeah, it kind of cemented her as like a pop culture icon. Like yeah. that was that was the thing that really thrust her, like kind of made made her as big as she is now. You know. Yeah. Um I mean this this song gets a lot of acc accolades too. So uh Rolling Stone MTV put this uh fourth both respectively on their list of 100 greatest pop songs. Uh voted number 10 of VH1's 100 best songs of the past 25 years. So it's you know deserving to be in the top 16. I would have liked to see it move on a little bit more. Um, just because of, I guess it's history and iconic status, but, um, yeah. all right. Well, next up we have one that's uh, near and dear to my heart. I love both of these songs and it's going to be tough for me. Uh, we have pump up the jam by technotronic versus time after time by Cindy Lauper. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking how in the world can technotronic really stand against Cindy Lauper? Um, and I agree. 
Um, however, pump up the jam. Uh, I was I was a, a, a ten year old maybe, and I visited my aunt's house and my two cousins, Lisa and Stacy. They had a cassette that had Technotronic on it, followed by Kokomo by the Beach Boys. I don't understand the compilation there, but <laughs> it also had Seasons Changed by Expose. Amazing song. But anyways, Pump wow. Up the Jam by Technotronic was on there. I listened to it all the time. I might have even stolen that cassette at some point, so I apologize. <laughs> um, and then karaoke. You can, you, can copy, you can copy cassettes, RJ. I, I know. Um, <laughs> and then karaoke, I had a friend named Matt Foley who passed away last year. Uh, a great friend of mine uh, used to sing this song horrendously at karaoke all the time. It was great. Um, and he used to say um, uh, Matt Foley instead of, um, it's like, pump up. He's like, Matt Foley. Matt Foley. <laughs> um, it was amazing. Uh, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm voting for Pump Up the Jam over Cindy Lauper. I apologize. Mike, I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, God. I knew you were going to say that. Because I'm kind of torn, too. The um, audience is torn, too, guys, by the way. I mean, if we're going to talk um, cultural significance, I guess, it, it would be time after time. Um, I don't hear many covers of Pump Up the Jam. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't. you can't. You cannot replicate that. <laughs> Um, I, I do like both songs and I actually, um, I had pump up the jam on my list and I, I don't know. I think one of you guys added it to your list after I had it put it me. on my it list. Yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, but, but I think I still have to go with time after time. It, it just the, I don't know. It's, I, don't I know it. it's, it's a very somber song. Um, but it, it you know. It hits you right in the feels. Now, Cindy Lauper's voice is that raspiness is so amazing and powerful. So, time after time, true colors, that raspy voice, I love it. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Oh, man, it's on you, Andy. I love Sit. pump. I love pump up the jam, but I just feel like if this was a maybe a different topic, it could move on. And, and what time greatest after songs of all time? What do you? Oh man, <laughs> I the number number one uh, pump up the jam of the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> what song pumps up the jam the most? It's pump Top up 16. the jam. It's just all the different remixes of it. Uh, um, there were many actually. I feel like there's more substance to time after time. And that's correct. I agree. So I'm gonna go at time after time. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. Listen, probably I, a lot of people will think that we're crazy to put Pump Up the Jam in the top 16, but it's, it was a huge song. Huge song. It still is like, y'all. everybody knows it. Everybody knows to Pump Up the Jam when that, you know, when the beat is, beat is pumping. Um, so it was, it was the, <laughs> it was the first house song to be a hit in the U.S. Like house music wasn't a thing over here. It it's the only like techno a, song that I actually like. Uh, most of that other like techno beat electronic music uh, minus Andy and I's. Um, I, I really I don't like a lot of that. You don't. You don't like Sandstorm. No. Um. There's, there's a lot of silence here on the podcast. <laughs> um, there, it's funny. Actually, there was a cover of Pump Up the Jam the same year that the song was released. 
and it was covered by the real McCoy and MC Sar. The real McCoy, okay. They're, yeah, they're good too. Was that what's the real McCoy's song that was really popular? Uh, I can hear it, but I don't remember the name of the song. Anybody, uh, anybody who's watching, understand what I'm saying? The real McCoy. Google it. Unless I'm thinking of the song titled "The Real McCoy," maybe. I might be thinking that. Uh, oh, no, one, it was called Another Night. Another Night, yeah. Another Dream. There you go. A, a, yeah. a fun fact for me was um, Ya Kid K from, uh, from Technotronic uh, lent her voice to High Tech 3, who had one song called Spin That Wheel, and it was on the soundtrack for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action movie. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's all I got. That's the only fact I yeah. had for that song, actually. I mean, the vocalist for this, Yakid K, was actually replaced in the music video uh, by by a model. So there's kind of a little bit of an uproar when um, the uh, live show started happening, and they're like, "Who, who is this uh, that's singing?" So, um, so that was that was a bit interesting. Uh, this was also in Space Jam as well, uh, when Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes cast were going up. A, against the game against the monsters uh monsters i should say um and then <laughs> andy's the fans. andy's drum machine fact number two so this was actually <laughs> so we talked about the roland tr 808 this was the roland uh tr 909 drum machine which was also used in soul to souls keep on moving robin s show me love uh and phil collins take me home um, so very iconic sounds from this drum machine. Um, soul to Soul, that's another one. Oh, just missed our list. Such Roland a, has a very clever um, naming convention there. They do. 808, 909. <laughs> yeah. And then they did the 10, 10, 10. Uh, <laughs> 10 to the 10. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, next up we have... Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles versus Love is a Battlefield by Whoa. Pat Benatar. I have an answer immediately. I do Love too. is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. I hate Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. It is nothing in comparison to Manic Monday. So, so can um, I ask you how it made it onto this list then? <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. Um, you picked it on your list. It was on your list. I did. Too. It was on my list. It's It's iconic. It's a good song. I just, I'm not into it. I, I, it's love is a battlefield. If you're, yeah, um, it's love is a battlefield. I agree. Yeah, same. All right. Well, that was easy enough. So, we, what probably, do you guys think about the Bengals? We probably shouldn't have put that song in the bracket. Then. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I never quite understood some of the lyrics. They don't really make any sense. Like, all the school kids so sick of the books, they like the punk and the metal band when the buzzer rings. Oh, way, oh. They're walking like an Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Um, but apparently the, the the person, Liam Sternberg, who wrote the song, um, got the idea um, when he was watching people try to walk on a ferry. <laughs> so they were yeah. very Wait unbalanced. Um, and they were walking. I hate like this song more now that you're telling me more about it. <laughs> it, it. The song makes less and less sense the more you research it. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, they it doesn't sound like the this causes kind of a riff with the Bengals too. Uh, they're having some 
some issues uh, over this, uh, more so because the Bengals drummer, uh, Debbie Peterson, didn't actually perform on it. And per uh, percussion was actually done all with, guess what? A drum machine. Ready for fact number three? Um, <laughs> You're making so, it look like we planned this. Jeez. So <laughs> this, I didn't get the exact version, but it is used with an Alesis uh, drum machine. Um, basically, the way that the the shuffle goes with with the beat is just basically something that a, a live drummer can't can capture. So, um, yeah. And here's I, t I take offense to that comment. Here, here's here's an Alesis right here. It's probably <laughs> never a lot more. It, Mike. It's probably a lot more high tech than this one. Uh, but this is actually a classic version. There. I don't know. High the tech SR in the 60s. 80s is like is like 30 years behind this. No, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of some of these things. Beast. Like massive machines that cost thousands of dollars. Uh, I think I got that one for maybe uh, a buck twenty. Um, so, uh, yeah, this this track could have been a lot different, by the way. So this actually almost didn't go to the Bengals. It was actually offered to uh, Tony Basil uh, originally. Who, hey Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Um, and how did we not talk about getting your booty on the dance floor when we were talking about Technotronic, by the way? I feel like we missed it, a, a good joke. I, I don't want to talk about, about his booty on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey. He's just thinking about more donuts right now. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. We have, actually, I can't show this, right? So. Nah, um, I mean, unless they want to sponsor us. That's true. Please. Moving Morris, on. We have Manic Monday by the Bangles versus. Holiday by Madonna. Um, again, guys, if it was up to me, a couple other different Madonna songs might be on here. I love Holiday. It's a great song. But Manic Monday is a song that I listen to with my kids now. Um, they love it. It's great. Reliant K did a cover of Manic Monday, and it's really, really good as well. So it's a song that kind of withstood the test of time. Um, it's still a song I can listen to now. Um, so I'm going to go with Manic Monday on this one. I did not expect that. Yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> interesting. In interesting. I th Mike, I think I, I, go ahead. I was say I kind of have a feeling where I know where you're going to go with this. Oh, okay. Where do you think I'm going to go with this? I think you're going to go with Manic Monday. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I would have been again the odd man out. I would have gone with Holiday. More so probably because I heard it in uh, Trolls Holiday like about a billion times with my daughter <laughs> watching it. And now it's just ingrained in my brain. Well, Courtney agrees with you. She likes Holiday as well. I, yeah. I, and it could just be me. I, I didn't spend a lot of time listening to Madonna growing up. It was never really like my, my house was usually like rock and roll and, and you know, metal and stuff like that. Um so Madonna wasn't really a thing. I wasn't super familiar with their music. Actually, you guys kind of like chastised me in the group chat when I had no <laughs> Madonna song on my list <laughs> like at all. Um, I did go back and listen um, to the ones that you guys had put on the list and did end up adding a couple to my list because I do remember them. And, I, you know, they are iconic. Um, and even though this was kind of the song that gave Madonna her breakout, this was like her first hit song. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I, I don't know. I don't have any connection to it. Like, I don't, I don't have any feelings about the song one way or the other when I listen to it. Um, and the music video makes me laugh because those backup dancers are like completely uninterested. 
<laughs> yeah, I I'm with RJ as far as I, I feel like there's better Madonna songs. Um, I think Like a Prayer is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, but we went with you know ones that all three of us agreed on. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, what was there to say about holiday except oh we got another drum machine fact what a soundboard so uh they went with the Oberheim 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 see I don't even know how to pronounce that the yeah, DMX sure. the DMX drum machine um now we're talking about like how much do these things cost in 1980 this came out with a whopping $2,895. So this one was massively expensive. Yeah, that's that's a lot in that the is, 80s. Yes, yes. Um, so this drum machine really popular, popularized. Ooh, say that one fast. Uh, you know, a lot of the 80s, new wave, synth pop, uh, even hip hop. Um, Herbie Hancock's Rocket uh, used this drum machine, which a lot of hip hop songs sampled. Uh, that song, if you've never heard that song, um, go out of your way that had actually like scratching in it which people were like what is what is this sound that's going on um and phil collins to studio uh, actually made this one too so uh some some big hits out of there but um i don't know you guys have any facts about holiday yeah so originally um this wasn't Sorry, even we failed we failed courtney <laughs> blame mike for not having any madonna songs it's first fine. and we had to go pick some she lives, pick some she lives a thousand miles away so she's gonna have to wait right. until we visit to get the, uh, the madonna <laughs> songs are all my, mike's fault yeah i mean okay, i'm looking are. back at the 80s though and there aren't many more i would have included on this list i mean lucky star um uh, did we have borderline borderline was really good uh, material girl um that was on my list uh what was the other uh la isla, la isla bonita i think it is um yeah. It was, yeah. But in the 90s, I liked a lot of 90s. You had Vogue. You had This Used to Be My Playground. Um, you had um, Take a Bow, which I really liked. Um, so uh, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina uh, was oh, another no. big one. Um, I don't like that one, but it's, no. you know, it was a big one. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ray of Light was another big one from her in the 90s. But um, get into the groove, uh, as Courtney said. <clears throat> yeah, so this um, this originally wasn't uh, going to be a song that Madonna was going to release, actually. So she had recorded a song called Ain't No Big Deal. So there were two songs released off of her record that didn't chart at all. The third song they were going to release was Ain't No Big Deal. But uh, they found out that that song had actually been given to a disco act, uh, Barracuda. Mm. So they had to go back to songs that they had uh, kind of I guess essentially thrown away and this was one of them. Um, so they recorded it and it ended up being her first song to chart on the Billboard Top 100. Nice. nice. Yeah. All right. Just Crazy. before warned, I have a sneeze that's coming and it's, it's like sneaking up on me. It's just going to hit the most random spot. It's going to so, headbutt your laptop. I. It's just it's going to be... Like, soon as it does, it'll be like... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My screen... Um, for for yeah. anyone that hasn't watched the video for Holiday uh, recently, go back and watch it. And um, those those backup dancers look like they just don't want to be there. <laughs> and 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 I found it funny that the only time the male dancer smiles is like 
15 seconds before the end of the video where they're all in like center frame and they're all holding hands and then he like, <laughs> cracks a smile. So it's like, he just wanted to hold her hand the whole time. Yeah. He was just determined. It, he just kept asking and they were like, you can't hold her hand. And he's just like, <laughs> like, can I hold her hand now? No. All right. You can hold her hand. All right. Well, <laughs> I gotta watch next up, um, and this is our last. So these are the last two songs. If you have not yeah. heard that your favorite 80s song so far, these are the last two, so I apologize. There was a huge list of songs that did not make it, uh, but here they are. We have Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper versus Tell It to My Heart by Taylor Dane. Do either of you guys have an opinion uh, going into this on these two songs? Yeah. I kept, like mixing, what it is? I kept mixing Tell It to My Heart um, with, the, with the Roxette song. I kept confusing That's them. An, oh, it's just because it's listen to your heart. Yeah. There's a lot of hearts and there's a heart group here. Like yeah. so many, those so many I didn't feelings. Get, those I didn't get confused with. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I'm going with girls just want to have fun. Well, all um, right. I, okay. I'm going to upset. Stop eating your stop eating your sorry letter letter candy that are Caitlin, would you like to tell them which one I've chosen? Yes. <laughs> Tell it to my heart. Oh, okay. that's kind of a surprise. Tell actually. it to my heart. Tell it. That's not even close. But tell it to my heart. Tell it to Taylor my heart. Dane. Oh, that's a part or, when, that she says in there. It, but isn't it like, tell it to my heart. That's one part. But then I, there's a part where she's heart. going off on like a riff. <laughs> tell it to my heart. <laughs> I'm not a singer. Um, you no, are not. So, all right. Yeah. First off, I, you know Taylor Dane, known for "Love Will Lead You Back," "I'll Always Love You," "Tell It to My Heart." She had quite a few songs. Um, now, I granted, Cindy Lauper is epic. Cindy Lauper, WrestleMania. Cindy Lauper. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look that up. Um, but yeah, she's great. "True Colors" is my favorite song by her. I'm not sure why it didn't make the list. Um, but but. Girls Just Want to Have Fun is so annoying. Um, Reliant K also redid that song, and I hated it too. Um, Tell It to My Heart is such a fun song. Um, so I'm going to go with Tell It to My Heart. And before you you vote, Mike, um, Can, your wife has something to say. Um, you're sleeping on the couch. So which this is where I like the comments because this is one of those like – we need a female perspective here. <laughs> like most, most they're saying girls just want to have fun. I think it's just, <clears throat> yeah, I was told I'd lose a family member. If I don't pick girls just want to have fun. I mean, you might be sleeping on the couch. If you that too. If you he already too. was. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's I already was. <laughs> um, again, Taylor Dane, one of those songs that I added to my list. Um, after after going back and, and listening, yeah, we all did. Yeah, yeah we all did true. at some point. That's true. <laughs> Humble um, brag. Well, I went back and added it to my list. Mm -hmm. Is what I was trying to say, and then you know left some words out. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's up against Cindy Lauper, uh, and I and I know RJ hates girls just want to have fun, but that's my that's my pick. So um, the Taylor Dane song is 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 good. Um, high energy. It's you know, great. It's got a it's got a good hook. Um, RJ loves it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, 
it's Cindy Lauper. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's kind of all you have to say. Uh, no, Taylor Dane is all you have to say. She was ranked number 18 on the list of best female dance artists of all time. Yeah, she was ranked singers. as Billboard magazine's 28th most successful dance artist of all time. She's won an AMA, multiple New York Music Awards, two Grammy Award nominations. God. All right, we get it. Jeez. But <laughs> you don't like Cindy Lauper, okay? No, I really like Cindy Lauper. I'm yeah, okay with it. We all do. <laughs> um yeah, tell it to my heart. I mean, I love I love that song. I'm I'm glad that we put it into our top sixteen because um not glad enough to pick it. Yeah. Hey look. Hey man, you made it. <laughs> okay. You made it. Um Yeah, it, it is such a great I mean such a great dance song. Um I wish it got more airplay now, um, honestly. Um I, I really I love that style. Like there's a lot of songs that kind of sound similar to it. Um yeah, I know like Karen White and, and others kind of did songs uh, kind of that same style. Um, she wasn't a, even she wasn't even Taylor Dane when she recorded this, <laughs> which is, um, you know, she was under her real name, um, basically doing a bunch of dance signals in the club market. And then she started putting out songs on the name Leslie. Because her first name is Leslie. Get it? Leslie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. You got it. Marketing. Um, yeah and then you know she was getting this record on on the radio so was, how do you get a song on the radio well sometimes the record company's got to kind of give a little incentive um you know which is why like a lot of people are like why is this horrible song on the radio um, probably because they're paid to put it on the radio um but not taylor dane no they sent out uh little candy hearts uh, along with the the record to play so um <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna say Mike. Uh, well, first I was gonna say, uh, you know, it, it sounds a little bit more mature than a lot of the songs that were in the same genre uh, at the time. Um, you know, which which was kind of refreshing, you know, to listen to it, it. It it didn't have like a, I guess like a bubblegum pop, you know, kind of sound to it that that a lot of the songs at the time had. Um, but uh, I, I, I think it's funny that this song sat on the shelf for like five years before it was released. Um, it was written uh, by Seth Swirsky, who, um, for anyone that didn't know, also wrote the jingle for Thomas Bagels when he was 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he wrote this song after he graduated college. And um, when uh, the song got to Taylor Dane, um, somehow, uh, I, I couldn't find where it came from. Um, she wanted some of the demos um, and wanted to record her own version. Um, and it was also recorded in the same year by Louisa Florio, mm -hmm. who was a Canadian artist. Um, so we're taking all this stuff from Canadians, apparently. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> and Canadians apparently have great music and America doesn't. Uh, <laughs> the song also ended on uh, ended up on nonstop pop FM for Grand Theft Auto Five for all you gamers out there. Nice. <laughs> well, hey, we got we are in the top eight here as it is. Thank you for sticking with us. It does seem as though the audience we started with is still with us, so I appreciate it. Uh, well, this is probably our our um, highest number of people on a live episode, so we appreciate it. A lot of comments from you guys who so keep it up in the top eight here. Fight. For what you want, you can change our minds sometimes uh, as we're reading your comments, so we appreciate it. Um, before we get into the top eight, tomorrow is Friday, 
Uh, we are releasing our finale to the top 2000s comedies, if I'm correct, right? Is that what's really sure? Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. So. Why not? <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were segueing into a Rebecca Black video. No, no. It's tomorrow is is Friday, um, and it's very close to. One more.